Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. We're about to start the book of Joshua, but before we do, I think it would be helpful if we did a really quick overview of the book of Deuteronomy. You may have noticed that our reading plan this year skips it. That's because we are only reading the historical books of the Old Testament, or said differently, the books that move the story forward. Deuteronomy, it's a little pause in between Numbers and Joshua. It's Moses' final words to Joshua and the Israelites as they're about to start moving into their new home. And at its core, the book is a review. Moses is reminding the new generation of Israelites of where their family has been, what they've committed to, and where they're headed. In the Watermark Institute, we learned that Deuteronomy is organized into three sermons of Moses, historical, legal, and prophetical. Again, that's where they've been, what they've committed to, and where they're headed. So who wrote Deuteronomy? Well, it's the three sermons of Moses, and verse 1 says, or reads, these are the words which Moses spoke. So most likely the author is Moses. However, Joshua or someone else may have written the last chapter. And what's the purpose of Moses' message? An article from Got Questions puts it like this. A new generation of Israelites was about to enter the promised land. This multitude or this people had not experienced the miracle at the Red Sea or heard the law given at Sinai, and they were about to enter a new land with many dangers and temptations. The book of Deuteronomy was given to remind them of God's law and God's power. Again, remember, this generation of Israelites, they'd grown up wandering in the wilderness. They hadn't seen all the miracles God had done when he freed the Israelites from slavery. The article, it continues with this summary. The Israelites are commanded to remember four things, God's faithfulness, God's holiness, God's blessings, and God's warnings. The first three chapters recap the trip from Egypt to their current location, Moab. Chapter four is a call to obedience, to be faithful to the God who is faithful to them. And then chapters five through 26 are a repetition of the law, the Ten Commandments, the laws concerning sacrifices and special days, and the rest of the laws are given to the new generation. Blessings are promised to those who obey, and famine is promised to those who break the law. The theme of blessing and cursing is continued in chapters 27 through 30. This portion of the book ends with a clear choice set before Israel. It's chapter 30, verse 19. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. God's desire for his people is found in what he recommends. Choose life. In the final chapters, Moses encourages the people, commissions his replacement, Joshua, records a song, and gives a final blessing to each of the tribes of Israel. Chapter 34 relates the circumstances of Moses' death. He climbed the mountain where the Lord showed him the promised land that he couldn't enter at 120 years old, but still with good eyesight and the strength of youth. Moses died in the presence of the Lord. The book of Deuteronomy ends with a short obituary on this great prophet. The article concludes. And I think what's interesting or what comes to mind is that they use the word great prophet to describe Moses. And, and a lot of times, or, or really every time we should we read the Old Testament, we should be asking, hey, where is Jesus? What does this tell me about Jesus? If Jesus has always been God's plan A, I should see him in Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy 18, 18, we get this glimmer of hope where God says, hey, Israel, I'm going to raise up from among you 
a prophet like Moses. I will put my words in him and he will speak all that I have commanded him. So there's this foreshadowing of a greater prophet coming, which is crazy to think about. John's description of Jesus in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word was God. And here in Deuteronomy, God says, hey, I'm I'm going to send this prophet. He's going to have my words. My words will be in him and he will speak all that I command. It's, it's a really neat foreshadowing of Jesus in a, in a book that we can write off as a recap, a review, uh, or dense. All that said, though, the article continues by saying, hey, many New Testament themes are present in the book of Deuteronomy. The foremost among them is the necessity of keeping perfectly the Mosaic law and the impossibility of doing so. The endless sacrifices necessary to atone for the sins of the people who continually transgressed the law would find their fulfillment in the final once-for-all sacrifice of Christ. It's Hebrews 10.10. Because of his atoning work on the cross, we would need no further sacrifices for sins. God's choosing of the Israelites as his special people foreshadows his choosing of those who would believe in Christ. 1 Peter 2.9. In Deuteronomy 18.15-19, here it is. Moses prophesies of another prophet, the ultimate prophet to come who is the Messiah. Like Moses, he would receive and preach divine revelation and he would lead his people. The article continues. The book of Deuteronomy underscores the importance of God's word. It is a vital part of our lives. Although we're no longer under the Old Testament law, we are still responsible to submit to the will of God in our lives. Simple obedience brings blessing, and sin has its own consequences. None of us is or are above the law. Even Moses, the leader and prophet chosen by God, was required to obey. The reason he wasn't allowed to enter the land was that he disobeyed the Lord's clear command. That's Numbers 20.13. During the time of his testing in the wilderness, Jesus, he quoted from the book of Deuteronomy three times. In doing so, Jesus illustrated for us the necessity of hiding God's word in our hearts that we might not sin against him. Psalm 119.11, and the article stops there. Deuteronomy, it's it's actually one of my favorite books of the Bible. It's kind of like you get the first four books of the Old Testament all in one. And one of my favorite chapters in Deuteronomy is chapter 28, because it's really helpful for us. If we understand Deuteronomy 28, we can more easily understand the rest of the Old Testament. And in it, God lays out the conditions of Israel's commitment to him. If, if, keyword there, They did things God's way. There's a list of blessings they would receive. And if they didn't, well, there's also a list of curses. Deuteronomy is a great book filled with reminders and lessons and truths that still apply today. To sum it up, obedience to Christ or obedience to God is always the best option. And that is the gist of Moses' message to Joshua, and it rings true for us today. That's all we've got time for, but as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.